Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck Famcast in the Year of Our Lord 2019. I'm Elizabeth. And I am the high-blooded Elizabeth. Oh, I see how it is. Is that where we're we're going now? But, Elizabeth, if you want me to put you into a robot body that has a higher blood where there's also a chip in the heart where you are in love with me, then we can make that happen. Absolutely not. I would sooner whip out my robot heart with my own hand. And that's where that scene stopped. Yeah. So, (laughs) Equius did something even worse. He just keeps getting worse. Again, I don't want to just, like, talk about Equius for a whole hour. Because we all know, like, everything he did in this session was wrong and bad, and I'm glad that Aradia has smacked the shit out of him. But also, I mean, like, I can't not talk about it. No, yeah, exactly. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Aradia did beat him up, and Aradia did destroy her own heart. Mm-hmm. And then she kissed him, so, you know, like, 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Black Rom, baby. I was so upset about that. Yeah. I was so upset about that. I don't remember exactly what order everything happens in, but I can see us getting closer to, like, the really long page where they describe troll romance in, like, too explicit of detail. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, boy. That's just gonna be a time. We got a little more insight in troll romance, didn't we? Yeah, through Carcat. I know he was being, like, a pain in the ass in that conversation, but I actually do think that was kind of a little sweet thing. No, it was very good. This is something he's really interested in and finds fascinating. And so he was just talking a lot about it. And Frisco was like, I'm going to tune this out. And I don't think Carquette even cared. He's just like, I want to talk about this to someone. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, you know, like, we feel like we can all relate to just, like, you just go on and on and on and on and on about something that you're really interested in. And, like, maybe the other person doesn't really respond, and maybe the other person doesn't really care, but the point is that you're talking about it. He's really into romance. He's really into it. It's it's sociologically fascinating for him. Yeah. 
you know, he's talking about how Vriska hates too much so that if she wants to get a kismesis, then it won't work because her hatred is dulled and she's not emotionally in a good enough place to pity anyone either. So she's definitely not going to get a mate sprit. And, you know, good luck getting a Moirail. Uh, like, uh, uh, there's no way. Y- yeah. Do you know what any of that means? <laughs> I've heard some words before. <laughs> oh, I think it would make everybody in the audience, and more importantly me, so happy to hear you trying to explain to us what troll romance is. I think it would just, it would make for such good podcast material as if you have to do this for me. (laughs) Um, there are four kinds? How am I doing so far? Yeah, (laughs) keep going. There is all of those ones that you named. Like what? Kismesis? That one? Yeah. I I actually don't actually know how you pronounce it, because it's such a weird word, but I, I, you know, kismesis, kismetitude, that's how (laughs) I do it. What is is a kismetitude? Is that the hate one, where you just hate each other a lot? It could, could be. Yeah. There's that one. And then... There's the friendship one? Moirail? It's more than friendship. Okay. There's that one. And then there's two other ones. There's the a mate sprit? What's a mate sprit? Romantic love? I really don't know about that one. And then they didn't even say the other one, so you don't have to worry about that one. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. quick question. Yeah. Carcat had this whole explanation about troll romance, and it was, you know, it, it didn't say everything, which is good. You know, it's like a show-don't-tell sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. we don't need a, a whole page of, like, all of this ex- exposition. I mean, we do, and we're going to get it later, <laughs> but this is a good way to introduce it. During this whole thing, Carcat does not say the word love. No. Do trolls love? I... Depends on how you want to define love. I mean, maybe that's the fourth one. Yeah, that's true. But Karkat was also pretty clear that there are only two emotions. Hate and pity, which is the watered-down version of hate. (laughs) Wait, the central emotion is hate. I'm not really sure where love would fit into all of that. Man, troll culture is fucked up. Troll culture is fucked up. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to explain all of troll romance now because we will get a, like, a better explanation of it later. Kind of a more disgusting explanation of it too. Oh no. But obviously, I guess hating someone is a type of romance. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think when Aradia kissed Equius that that was out of Red Rom, which was another thing that he said, do you think that was Red Rom or Black Rom? Uh, Black Rom? You know, probably it seemed like she hates him. Yeah. She took out her heart that had the... The romantic love chip in it, yeah. Yeah. 
they have that abbreviated to like red rom and black rom, which I think I'm like, thank you for giving me a word to describe this because your entire romance culture is so fucked up and weird. Yeah. But Carcat was just so happy to talk about it. He was. He and Nepeta, they, they, uh, well, he likes all of like the sociological aspect and how it all actually works. And then Nepeta likes all of the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to talk about the shipping wall. We need to talk about Nepeta's shipping wall. <laughs> With all of her friends. She was so confused when she saw Aladia and Equius together. She just like a little flashing question mark. Yeah, if you guys want to see her shipping wall, it's on page 2295. But, okay, actually, I, I know I said when we were reading this that we're probably not going to get into it in the podcast, but I do want to go through some of these things that are shown on screen. Yes. If you if you look in the top left, like, obviously, like, parts of it are obscured. Yeah. That's Vriska and I think that might be Carcat? I thought it was Terezi at first, but then, like, I'm looking at it and I'm like... No, because, like, the sign on the bottom has, like, the little curly there at the bottom. That's what I'm looking at. It's marked, oh, no. Yeah, so that might be <laughs> Carcat and Briska, actually. And then right next to it, it says, oh, yes, and it says, it's Carcat and Nepeta. Yes, and Nepeta has drawn herself as a cat. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then there's Aradia with an unknown person there. Mm-hmm. And then Aradia and Equius that she's circled because I guess that's canon now. And then Terezi and someone. We can't see who it's cut off. But then right next to that, we do see Terezi and Gamzee with a sign that says probably not. And then below that is Tavos with somebody and then Tavos with another. I think that's Kanaya. I think that's Kanaya, yeah. Which, in that case, Nepeta does not know Kanaya well enough. <laughs> no. Actually, those ones that we just described, those were on one side of a line and they all have hearts over them. Mm -hmm. But these to the right here, they have diamonds over them. Yes. And here we have Karkat and Gamzee? Yeah. And it's just marked, hmm... I actually think the, the hmm is modifying the one below it, which is Solix and Aradia, where she's like trying to figure out if that is a heart or a diamond. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The cutoff ones are Vriska with somebody, Kanaya with somebody, Tuezi with somebody, and Tavros with somebody. Yeah, but you, you can't see the other side. Mm -hmm. Andrew Hussey. Andrew Hussey. Huh. Just teasing us. <laughs> oh, it looks like Equius and Nepeta are in a relationship. Yes, that's circled. And it says, durr. <laughs> and then below that looks like Kanaya and Karkat, maybe? Yeah, that's that's Kanaya. Yeah. You can tell by the hair. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if any of those ships are like a thing or not. Well, two of them seem to be. I, I mean, I wish one of them wasn't. <laughs> no, me too. I kind of wish both of them weren't, actually, because both of them involve Equius. Yeah. Hmm. Just touching on a couple of things here. Vriska did call Solix Aradia's boyfriend. Yes. They dating? 
well, that was a while ago, and then Friska did use Slalox to kill Aradia, so... Yeah, and you know, like, middle school romance, like, never usually works out anyway, so... Exactly. So, like, yeah. <laughs> if you're married to your middle school crush... <laughs> I mean, Godspeed, but also, (laughs) really? (laughs) How did that work out? (laughs) Tweet at us. (laughs) I want to hear about your middle school crush that you ended up marrying. Oh, boy. Good for you. You are statistically almost an impossibility. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I do have to say, if a guy who I was seeing, like, came up to me and, like, just fucking killed me... I mean, I feel like maybe I'd have to dump him. You know, what if the guy was, like, being controlled by someone else, though? Well, because you had sent her, you had sent a bunch of ghosts of her murder victims to haunt her, and so she decided you had to die. Well... If that happened to me, what I'd do was I would think that, like, maybe he didn't really love me enough because, like, he didn't fight off the mind control to not kill me because, like, that's super not romantic. What's super romantic is, like, when you're in the movies and there's, like, a mind control thing happening in the movies and, like, the person breaks the mind control for their love like that's romance getting murdered by your boyfriend is not romance i'm sorry yeah yeah things aren't good (laughs) no oh also yes i almost forgot equius like was flirting with aradia like Again, like, being that his insubordination kink and everything. Yeah, that same uncomfortable way, and Aradia was just like, what is going on? I feel like Aradia knew what was going on, but was just like... She just didn't care. Aradia was every girl on the first date with, like, a with like a really annoying guy, where he's, like, talking <laughs> about his screenplay. <laughs> and she's just like, okay, sure. And she, like, talks about, she goes, like, oh, yeah, I'm a vet. And he goes, oh, well, you know, I actually read this interesting article about feline leukemia. And, you know, she wrote the article because she is a very good vet. Right, right. It's like that. (laughs) Yeah, no. She just tunes him out. It wasn't as uncomfortable as the last. It was still uncomfortable. I feel like it was less uncomfortable because, like, Aradia seemed to be aware of the situation and had the emotional strength to just go, no, 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 no. Yeah, she was just sort of shutting him down at every turn. Like, he was he was trying to get off on it, and he was, it was, he was kind of having some trouble getting <laughs> off on it all the way. It, she was not playing with that. Hey, she did throw a bathtub through his wall. She did do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I feel like this is just a testament that, like, some people will just get horny over anything. (laughs) No matter what. This is true. There were so many pages with Equius, especially with Equius and Oadia, and I was upset about that. I'm gonna say, 
We, I mean, we've probably talked about everything we need to talk about with Equius and Aradia. They flipped so much about who was the leader in that conversation, and then it doesn't even fucking matter because it's the same session, and that was supposed to be a shock to us, I guess? Yeah, I guess? I think the point was that it wasn't a shock because this is such a shorthand way of telling the story, but also, like, that whole monologue about it, I was so fucking lost. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, at the end, I know what you're talking about, but, like, this middle shit, this is like reading a psychology textbook. Yeah, it was a bit confusing. The important thing to get out of it is that it was all the same session, Mobius Devil Reach Around, there's three trolls we haven't still met yet, actually only two, because we fucking met Kanaya. We did, right at the end of this session, of this reading session, we met Kanaya officially. What do you think of her? I want to know. I love her very much. Give me the deets. <laughs> well, you know, she's just protagonist material, you know? You know, she's very, she's very special. Uh, she can live in the sun, and she likes landscaping, and lumberjacking, and seamstressing. And she has a chainsaw, and her respite block looks very nice. Hey, Elizabeth. Uh-huh. If Kanaya was an adult protagonist, would she be your waifu? <laughs> Why would you say that? For that specific reaction. I figured. I'm not even going to edit out the silence in there. <laughs> <sighs> the silence was me just putting my face in my hands. Also, terrifying cows roam at night. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I guess, like, zombies? Cows and zombies, yes. And something called rainbow drinkers. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Kanaya can actually get out in the sunlight. She can. She's very special like that. And just she's very special. She has a special kind of blood. She has a special kind of lucis. Everything that is not sand and rock originated from the world of her dreams. Well, good for her. And her mom's a virgin. Yes. A oh, virgin that's hot. <laughs> a virgin with a kid? <laughs> wink, wink. As a Catholic, I cannot <laughs> condone... Can't condone any of that. <laughs> no, Elizabeth, you're ahead of the game. There's a lot of Catholic religious symbolism in Homestuck. Oh, well, I'll be able to speak directly to that when it comes up. Yeah, it's not going to come up for a little bit. We have to, you know, learn about the history of Alternia first. But we're going to get to Troll Jesus. <laughs> He's not called Troll Jesus. That's Troll Jesus. <laughs> but... We're going to see it, and you're going to be like, wait a minute, is this Jesus? Yes, it is. <laughs> like, let's skip the discussion about whether or not. If, if you're not religious, it could go over your head a lot. And I, I'm not religious, and but I've, I've studied religion just because I had to. I, I can spot it. But, like, Elizabeth, you're going to be able to spot it just, like, on fucking call. Oh, I'm sure. It's so fucking blatant. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have to talk about Jesus right now. Because right now, we gotta talk about teens kissing each other. No, I mean, we don't have to. There was just the one kiss, and we covered that. More are gonna come up very soon. Oh. No. 
Are they better? Oh, Elizabeth. Oh, you're gonna hate one of them. You're gonna hate one of them so fucking much. No! (laughs) Can I- can I- can I give you a little taste? Can I give you a little sampler plate? Yes. One of them's with Vriska. No! (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's gonna be bad. You're gonna hate it. (laughs) This is fine. This is all totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, there's something very important that I want to talk about. What is that? But before we talk about it, I think we should head on to the minigame. Good idea. Alright, motherfuckers, it's time for the worst part of the podcast. It's the mid-episode minigame, where no teens kiss each other, but all teens stab each other. To be fair, only um, one person has stabbed anybody so far, and he was not a teen. Well, a teen did get stabbed, so- A teen did get stabbed. That kind of evens out. Elizabeth- Do you mind telling the audience what kind of games they're going to be able to listen to today, maybe? Yeah, and that would be Troll the Price is Right, Troll Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Troll Supermarket Sweep, and Troll Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Cool. I think you know what to do next, bitch. No, I have no idea what to do next. And we're going to play Troll the Price is Right because I spun the wheel because that's how this works. And I do know how it works by this point. Fine. Troll the Price is Right is just like regular The Price is Right, except it's with trolls. You have to tell me in Earth dollars, which don't actually exist, what each item that I tell you is worth. And if you get it right on the money, you win a prize instantly. And if you get close enough on all of them, you also win a prize. So, Elizabeth, are you ready for your first item? I am, yes. Thank you. All right, Elizabeth. How much will you be set back if you buy a single Toblerone at Walmart? Hmm. This is like the normal-sized Toblerone. Just the normal-sized Toblerone. I think it's like three and a half ounces or something. Okay, okay. Let's go with... $2.08. Ooh, Elizabeth, you went over. Dang. A single Toblerone at Walmart will cost you $1.82. I almost said $1.80. Oh, I was so Oh, that would have been close enough for me to give you a point. But, you know, you were 20 cents off. And that really counts when the amounts are this low. Does. But that's fine. You still have four more chances to get it right on the money. So are you ready for your second item? I am, yes. How much would you pay for 12 Toblerones from Boxed? Uh, and these are all the same size as the previous Toblerone. Let's see. How, how many was that altogether? 12 Toblerones. Um, $16? Ooh, Elizabeth, you went over yet again. Oh, no! Twelve Toblerones would only set you back $9.99. That's a deal. That's an I know, incredible right? deal. Wow. Now, are you ready for your third item, which I'm sure you know what the item 
may be related to at this point. Gosh. Um, go ahead. I'm sure it has nothing to do with either of the previous ones. Now, Elizabeth, say 12 Toblerones is not enough for you. <laughs> and you also have to get some staples. So while you're at Office Depot, how much would you pay for a package of 20 Toblerones? <laughs> Boy, that's a lot. That's a lot of Toblerones. Just swing by Office Depot to get your 20 Toblerones. Office Depot sells Toblerones? I guess they sell only boxes of 20 Toblerones. Oh, boy. Well, how about fourteen ninety nine? Now, Elizabeth, that's too low. Because hmm. if you were to buy 20 Toblerones at Office Depot, mm -hmm. much like their printer cartridges, it is wildly overpriced because you would have to pay forty nine ninety nine. Oh my god! Well, I know where I'm not getting my Toblerones. I know you could just buy two of the boxes of the twelve Toblerones, and it would be cheaper. Yeah, much cheaper, like half of that. You could buy twenty single Toblerones, and it would be less expensive. Mm -hmm. Now, Elizabeth. Yes. I know you think. 20 Toblerones, that's not going to satisfy my hunger. <laughs> but also, because of my pre-diabetes that I have been diagnosed with from eating all of these previous Toblerones, I cannot have that much concentration of sugar and fat in the same sitting. So I can't eat like one of those big Toblerones and be okay. So I have quite a deal for you, Elizabeth. How do you feel about 100 tiny Toblerones? A real box you can buy from Amazon. <laughs> How big are these tiny ones? You know what? It does not give a specific size. I assume at least half the size of the previous Toblerones. Okay, 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 okay. But there are a hundred of them. How about... Mm, Hmm. Mm, $17. You know what? That's still too low. You could buy a package of 100 tiny Toblerones for $39.99, which is still less expensive than the Office Depot Toblerones. See, I was going off of the price of 150 pieces of Halloween candy that we bought from Costco, which was like $15. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, these are Toblerones. They are, like, Ferrero Rochers. They are special. Yeah, but, like, they're tiny ones. Yeah, mm, fuck off. <laughs> now, Elizabeth, let's say that you did so well with your diagnosis of prediabetes. You changed your diet, and you got some medication, in, and you, you know, you changed your exercise habits, and you are out of the prediabetes stage, and, you know, you're in, your pancreas is totally fine, everything's good, and you don't have to take insulin shots, and that's great. And for a celebration, you want to have a party, and at that party, somebody has gifted you an XXL personalized Toblerone that's four and a half kilograms <laughs> is about the size of a baseball bat. And you can buy this at YourSurprise.com. Elizabeth, how much did your friend pay to get you an XXL personalized Toblerone? I'm gonna go with $30. <laughs> now that's too low. <laughs> that's too low? Elizabeth, I want to give you a second, a, a second shot at this. 
How much is this personalized Toblerone? It is a personalized Toblerone, Elizabeth. You can choose what name to put on the box. Yes. Mm. This Toblerone, Elizabeth, is the size of a baseball bat. So, like, just put that in your arms in front of you right now. Oh, that's a very big Toblerone. Four and a half kilograms. How much is this fucking Toblerone? I'm gonna go with $52. That's still too low. (laughs) How much? This Toblerone is $123.95, not including shipping. Holy shit. That's so much money for a Toblerone, though. But you could buy this Toblerone and put Andrew Hussey's name on it. I bet you've been confused why I gave you this theming. Andrew Hussey buried a box of Toblerone somewhere and, like, fans found it. (laughs) And also he carried a Toblerone into a cave once. Andrew Hussey has a weird fixation with Toblerones. (laughs) You know, no, I'm not even, I'm not surprised. Anyway, you lost the minigame. Oh yeah, pretty conclusively. (laughs) And you know what happens when you lose a minigame? I have to read more Homestuck. You have to read more Homestuck, and at some point you have to get a Toblerone. (laughs) Yes, at some point. I bet that box of Toblerones cost Andrew Hussey $49.99 because he bought them at Office Depot. (laughs) You would. Uh, See you at the end of the episode, everybody. (laughs) So... Elizabeth. Yes, yes. There are two very important things that we can talk about today, and we're going to get to both of them. But I want to know, like, first, do you want to talk about our very special boy, or do you want to talk about the very special boy that is also very evil? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I want to start out by saying that I'm very proud of myself, because the white text guy did not turn out to be Lord English. He was working for Lord English. That was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I will I will give you that one that you were pretty- Oh, sorry. I threw up because I had to give you validation. <laughs> I want you to do better so that'll happen more often. <laughs> oh, you're evil. <laughs> oh, I'm evil? Yeah. So, White Text, uh, we know his name actually, Doc Scratch. He had a little fight with Vriska and Terezi and everybody. Yeah, a little bit. I love Terezi just like, hey, want to know something? And at first he was just like, how did anyone even find me? I don't even have a username. I know I made this connection like earlier in the episode, but this conversation reminds me of like someone on a first date. (laughs) The guy is like explaining something that they already know like, way better than them, and they're just, like, tuning it the fuck out. Yeah. Terezi's great. I love... Do you see why I love her so much? She's just very good, is the thing. She's just very, very good. Do you see why I named life after her? Yeah, just... She's just so good. Oh my god. My favorite thing is when, like, right before she does do the thing where she tells Doc Scratch that Vriska's been cheating at the games and that's why she keeps getting so close. Which he's very mad about that, by the oh, way. Oh, very mad. He's extremely mad about that. He's so mad about it that I almost had a seizure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, before she does that, 
she goes to Verso and she's like, give me a reason why I shouldn't fuck up your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Vriska does not take it seriously at all. And Trezzy's just basically like, okay, I gave you a chance. Right. You've just paralyzed my friend and killed my other friend, so I don't know why I have to be nice to you. Right. And you know what? She's so good for that. I love her. Yes. Also, I love about this conversation is that Terezi exhibits that behavior that Carcat told us about before, where she can manipulate people without even being a fucking mind reader or like a telepathic bullshit whatever. Oh, yes. But she doesn't overabuse the power. She's she, again, she gave Vriska an out. She's like, okay, I can ruin your life. Do you want to apologize for real or not? Yeah, here is. I'm not sure. I guess I'm looking for some reason to change my mind. I don't know what you can say that'll do it. I sort of hope there's something, though. And then Vriska says, you should lighten up a bit. Maybe even congratulate me. Wow, great job, Vriska. Single-handedly taking out Team Charge like that. No more competition from those low-class clowns. And then Terezi's like, nah, that wasn't it. I love her. She was genuinely like, maybe there's some good part in Vriska, just like deep down. Maybe, like, after all of this tragedy, I can find it. All these bad things happen, but, you know, maybe we can bond and mourn over our friends and possibly help our other friend, like, get physical therapy or some shit like that. And Vriska's just like, no. She is just not doing anything. Not gonna try and redeem herself, it's fine. And it's like, oh, like, well, what are you gonna do? And Terezi's just like, I was probably just going to kill you. Just, <laughs> just... <laughs> Dog Scratch was so mad that she cheated in those card games. Oh, he he was very mad. And you know, for being an omniscient being, he should have probably realized that she was. Yeah, you'd think, but... It's kind of stupid. Yeah. He's kind of bad at being omniscient. Yeah, super bad at it. I don't like him very much. No? No. Any reason? Other than the fact that he's, like, the arbiter for the main villain's, like, introduction into the world. Yeah, I mean, like, there's that. But also just, like, he's too much like all of the intermission guys who I didn't like. Oh, you don't like him because he reminds you of the, the Midnight Crew? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about these people. I just care about the kids, and that's all forever. You're so fucking petty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yes. <laughs> Andrew Hussey, fuck you for making me read the intermission. <laughs> I only care about the kids, okay? And that includes the troll kids now. Oh, does it? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, well, most of them. You know, not Aqueous. No. I, I do have to ask, does Risk account in that now? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yes. I have to tell you the real dilemma of the phrase Vriska did nothing wrong. Yeah. Because I, I know it's like, a, it's a big meme now. And it's obviously how we end every single episode of this podcast. Right, right. But Vriska did nothing wrong usually does not refer to the act of like, oh, Vriska didn't do bad things. The, the phrase Vriska did nothing wrong, people will use that in the context of Vriska's actions were not started by Vriska, but she was manipulated into doing them. Wait, they were still very bad, obviously. Oh yeah, they were horrible. She still, in a lot of ways, chose to do them. 
And she was also manipulated a whole bunch. You know, I should have seen this coming because this character is super morally gray and they probably did bad things. But for these very interesting and complex reasons, I always, she's very good. (laughs) I was always sort of wondering like whether you'd catch on to the fact that why would so many people in one fandom be like, oh, this person that is obviously like just thrown around slurs all over the place and like being mean. Why would they keep saying Vriska did nothing wrong? I, I didn't know about that. Like, fandom's fandom, you know? Yeah, they also like a redacted person that I don't talk about. Mm. I'm talking about Dirk. <laughs> I'm sorry! <laughs> I'm gonna get a little more feisty about Dirk as we approach, because I fucking hate him. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. The thing about it is also, I really like reading her. Her pages are always the most interesting. It's just complicated. There's always like three or four levels of shit going on when Vriska's at the table. Right. It automatically takes a little more brain power to figure out what exactly is going on. It's just very interesting. I know a couple of episodes ago when we were like first talking about Vriska, where, do you remember where, like, I said throwing Vriska down is like throwing a cherry bomb down, and then you were like, no, she's more calculated than that. Yeah. I don't think she is. She does not seem that calculated. Yeah, she, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to even say it, because in some ways she doesn't really seem to think through the consequences of her actions, but also I can never tell when she's being genuine and when she isn't. Like, is she ever being genuine? When she was talking to Aradia and she said, I was hoping we could be friends again, and Aradia was like, were we ever friends? Frisk was like, I thought so. Why else would we have been playing together? But I'm not very good at being a friend. You know, she's probably sort of just being shitty, but also, what if she isn't? I feel like you'll get a better feel for that, just like as we learn more Vriska-isms, but... Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw Vriska in the trash. <laughs> no! I'm done talking about her. I gotta, I gotta, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I gotta bring out the boy. I gotta bring out the boy. I'm so ex- I thought this would happen way later. Uh-huh. Because, like, here's, again. Uh-huh. I'll say this a million times. I forget what order shit happens in. I remember what happens. I forget what order it happens in. I thought the blood color reveal was happening later. (laughs) Honestly, I think it would have been better if it happened later. And here's why. (laughs) I was really enjoying the panels where they had, like, censored his blood color. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was- it was really cool. I loved it. It would have been more effective if we learned a little bit more about the hemospectrum before we heard about his blood color. Yes. Elizabeth, you know a little bit about the hemospectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the warm colors are the lower ones, and the cooler colors are, like, the higher ones. Right. Just going up in that rainbow order. I genuinely think it would have been a better reveal if they waited, like, it wouldn't even have to be a lot longer. It was a little anticlimactic to be like, oh yeah, look at, like, look at your knife, and then you immediately see it. Right. To just have, like, those two panels of, like, mystery, and then it it's revealed, like, then. I would have liked a little longer. 
I do think the way they did it was, it was still good. It just maybe not quite as good as it could have been. I, I'm not mad at it. I love the, the reveal of like, oh, you know, you can't see it. Look at your knife. Oh, there it is. But like, I, I think that panel came too soon. Yeah. Also, a lot of things about Carcat make a little more sense now. I love Carcat. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Finally, like, oh, finally, yes. This is the thing that makes you like him. This whole reading session was a really good Carcat one. This was peak Carcat. He's still an asshole, but he's like a lovable asshole, and he's not doing any horrible crimes against his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always good. I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about Carcat on main here. Please. I think it's so sweet that Jack Noir like sees him like get stabbed and he's like, Don't look at my blood he's like less worried about the actual stab wound and the fact that he's, you know, talking about how weird his blood is. And then he's just like, No man, look at look at look at mine and he holds it out and then there's like the panel where like he looks at it and he you know, he sees it in his eyes and I'm like, Oh it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, everyone has something that makes them, like, a little bit of an outcast, but there's always, like, that one moment where you, like, find someone that has, like, the same thing as you, and then you can just go, like, oh, you! Yeah, exactly. And we saw that little car cat, and that was really good. I, I also liked the conversations after he got stabbed, where he was just like, oh, yeah, this is Jack, I'm here with him, he stabbed me. He stabbed me. We're fine. He's. I think he's got all of the stabbing out of him. <laughs> I think that's how he says hello. I love Carcat so much. He's just totally not concerned about having been stabbed. I think Carcat is like my third favorite character, if I remember my rankings from the before times. Yes. Just prime Carcat content. Because we had the, the whole thing with Friska where she was talking about, she was like, what's your blood color? Hey, you're such a coward for having, you know, that gray text. And again, like, wish we got a little more of that before we actually got the reveal. He's an interesting boy. If he doesn't go any higher on your fucking tier list, I'm going to be mad. He did, he did, he did. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He has a very big place in my heart. Not as big as the place for Terezi, but he has a very big place in my heart. Yes. Apparently, out of all the hemis the hemispectrum, the hemispectrum, there's no human colored blood. Yeah, that's just wild. And you know, Aradia is probably the closest. She's got like maroon blood, which was my high school color. <laughs> but Carcats is candy red. Yeah, which until Homestuck I didn't realize like it's really bright red. <laughs> it's a really bright red, actually. Yeah. We have very bright red blood. It's true. Oh, no. I was going to make a bad joke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to make the joke because I feel like there's a stigma against it and I want to joke about it. Please? Yeah, you know, I didn't really uh, notice how like bright the red is. That red only comes like when, you know, you're on your period and like it's new blood. Yeah. It hasn't oxidized as much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tavros is like old blood. <laughs> no, you're right, though. It is that, that very vibrant color. That It's like an eye-burning color. It is. It's, it's quite bright. Don't use reds that bright if you're doing graphic design. It's not a good color to use. It's not good on the eyes. Just tone it down a little bit. 
in like humans, obviously we can't dye our blood until the future, where that is a cosmetic surgery that some homosexuals will probably get. <laughs> I was going to say, the future is just going to be homestuck then. Yeah, everybody's going to be a homestuck in the future. Homestuck squared has proven that. Okay, good point. Homestuck's never going to end. No. They just announced the next active hive swap. I'm like more excited for that than I am about Homestuck Squared. So excited for the next hive swap because the first one was so good. Oh, I'm glad. I feel like at some point I do need to sit down and play hive swap with you. I think my favorite parts about the whole troll arc is learning about troll culture. Yeah. 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 That's my favorite part. And just like having the characters interact in that space. That's what Hive Swap is. Oh, that's very good. The first half very much reminds me of Act 1, where it's just like running through John's house. You know, you're in like the human world and you're doing some fun human things. And then like the, the second part is just like, it's troll time, baby. Yes, that sounds very good, really. And also Joey's so cute. I love her. Her weapon is a flashlight. Yeah, that's also good. Yeah. We're talking about Homestuck, right? Yes. So, Carcat is good, and that's the end of that. That's the end of that. Would you like to hear where he is? For once in your miserable life, Elizabeth, I do want to know what your character ranking is. Well, for once in your miserable life, I have it ready. Oh, wow. I know. So, starting from the bottom, we have, obviously, Equius. And then... Equius. Equius. And then Gamzy, and then Solix, and then Vriska, and then Awadia. Sorry, Awadia, you kissed Equius. You gotta, you gotta get bumped down quite a bit there. You're gonzo. And then Nepeta, and then Karkat, but Karkat and Nepeta are kind of neck and neck right now. And then Kanaya, and then Tuezi, and then Tavos. I almost said, would you say that Karkat and Nepeta are neck and necking, but. Because no. <laughs> apparently Nepeta wants that. But anyway, that's a good ranking! Yeah, yeah, thank you. It is a pretty good ranking, isn't it? I can see why you put Aradia a little farther down. If it hadn't been, but no. In another life. In another life. Maybe she'll come back. I was fully on board with the whole, like, whipping her own heart out of her robot chest and punching Equius, because he did deserve it. That was a shitty thing for him to do. And then I was like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no, why would you betray us like this, Aradia? Exactly. Ugh. It's like when you watch your best friend go date someone that is just... No. Why would you do that? No. Ugh. Anyway, that's all of the homestuck we're going to have for today. Today we read through pages 2,238 through 2,323. It was a big boy. Uh, yeah, it was, and there was just a lot in there. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and if you need accessible versions, you can find them linked on our Tumblr at lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also there and everywhere else is the transcriptions that Elizabeth writes for every episode of this podcast, Bless Her Heart, where she has to describe me doing weird things like this voice. <laughs> it's my sexy voice, and I do this every time I go on a date. <laughs> For a minute there, that just sounded like Jason Funderburger from Over the Garden Wall, but okay. No. <laughs> yes. We also have a Twitter. 
which is at how underscore sane. Feel free to contact us there if you have a question or a comment or something like that. If you married your middle school crush, please tell me about it. I need to know. Yes, please, because that is... Did you forget that we did that bit? No, no. Did you forget that bit that we did? (laughs) It was so long ago. Because I didn't forget the bit that we did because I'm a fucking professional. I'm very impressed. Do you remember what you need to say next? John Ralphio does all of our music. (laughs) John Michael, Elizabeth's brother, does all of our music. (laughs) It's very good music. Yes, and please go rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoy what we do. That's what helps us best, and what helps us even more than that is telling your friends to go listen to our podcast. It's a great thing to listen to to catch up on right before Homestuck 2 Squared. Yes, Homestuck 2 Squared. And until next time, remember that Briska did nothing wrong. We'll see if I have to take that back over at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone.